Welcome, everybody. This is a very special episode, bonus episode, of the Horrible Horror Podcast. With us today is the star, one of the stars of the movie that has given me PTSD, <laughs> The Trap Door, Sarah... <laughs> I'm going to butcher her last name, so I'm going to let her tell you what it is. Sarah, what's your last name? Lionford. There we go. Lionford. Sarah, I consider you the star, considering you're the one that actually lives in this movie. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> Did you want to die? Were you thinking, maybe I should die? Uh, yeah, I was thinking that. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Time on set, anytime you want to kill me off, that's fine. Yeah, because we have, oh, I mean, you, you you actually listened to our episode on that. So hopefully we weren't, like, too rough for no. it, but it was. I was really, honestly, I was expecting more. The worst you said about me was that it was bland, and I'm like, oh, if, I, if it's bland, that did my job. Because... <laughs> yeah, we were actually listening to that back, and <laughs> we weren't sure if uh, that should be the case or not. Uh, so <laughs> that's fine. Trust me, guys. And, but we, I, in a way, I meant it as a compliment because, like, everybody else was just yelling and yelling all the time, and your <laughs> character was like the one who wasn't yelling the whole time. So yeah. it was a good thing in a way. <laughs> oh no, 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 no apologies, no explanations. Uh, I've definitely seen that movie. <laughs> okay. Well, um, let's just jump. We have a bunch of questions for you. So, um, first of all, uh, let's I guess just, the professional questions. Yeah, first. The, we'll get to the professional ones first, and then we'll uh, move into some other things. So, um, obviously, we just we we know who you are now. So, when and like, how did you first get into acting as, as something you wanted to do? Oh yeah. Um... I've, I've been uh, acting and, and writing uh, since probably age four or five. Uh, and then I moved to L.A. when I was 21. Where did you move from? I moved from Arizona. Oh. And I did it. a lot of theater there. Um, and film was in, film's a new frontier when you come from theater and the the thing everyone tells you is say yes to everything i have heard that yeah and uh, i will tell anyone right now say yes to the stuff you want to do (laughs) (laughs) so uh good lesson good every there's life is full of lots of lessons and uh trapdoor was an important one for me (laughs) yeah because you said yes to trapdoor and trapdoor is awful good yes god yes (sighs) But good on you for coming with us and, you know, talking about this heaping pile. So let's keep on going. Yeah. Uh, uh, Let's see. We just talked about the yelling. So why was there so much yelling? I mean, did the script actually call for everyone to be yelling, or was that just how it happened? Um... God, I feel like I feel like there was just every other paragraph of like, she screams, a door opens, she screams. <laughs> every single line had a question mark behind it. Like, every, who, everyone has so many questions that they're shouting, and there's no answers ever. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, 
I mean, really, trap trapdoor was uh, there's there's a group of a, a large amount of people in Los Angeles who will think that they have movie making down to a science and they go, well, we know what we need. We need this and especially horror. Horror people think they really figured it out. Um, we need we need girls. We need boobs. We need uh, you know a fog machine. We need some blood <laughs> and uh, we need a name. And they figure like they put that together, they can sell it anywhere. So Trapdoor was really just the product of you know uh, Kennedy, who who means well. Um, and then the producers around him who just want to make money, uh, trying to figure out that algorithm of selling a movie and uh, just failing. Well, yeah, so I, I hear what you're saying with horror people. You're saying we need girls, we need a sound, we need kind of effects. But th this had none of that. I mean, it had girls, but girls with clothes on. If you're gonna, ha you had no bloody violence. You had a fog machine. You can oh, talk about later. I can talk about it. Just seems that. like this Kennedy Goldsby guy just didn't know how to put the ingredients together correctly. Yeah, um, and there was definitely. Uh, uh, they wanted girls with no clothes on, uh, and that's why they ended up putting in somebody that they tried to make look like my body double, but she's just somebody that, like, pops up out of a coffin. Uh, so they, they definitely did their very, their, their darndest to uh, <laughs> uh, last minute discard their tops, but, you know, we... Uh, we said no, thank you. Not sure. uh, not Craft services tray is gonna be decked out today for the first girl who takes off her top. Exactly. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um. Another thing we touched on is like, yeah, we, we we said you were the bland character, um, just because you weren't the one yelling. Uh, so that leads me to my next question. Was there ever a real sense of characterization or personality with the characters in the script and it just got lost in the editing process? Or was it just chaos from the beginning? Like, everybody was just the same from page one? Yeah, it was chaos from the beginning. Um, I remember asking Kennedy, um, who is a very sweet guy, I like Kennedy. I don't like the producers of the movie, but I like Kennedy. I remember asking him, like, hey, could you give me any anything about this character Robin, uh, any kind of direction? And he said, uh, Robin, um, she's like, Robin's like a delicate dandelion. <laughs> and that was the one uh, note I was. Wow. And I was like, so did she, like, literally fall apart if you blow on her? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? So for being a delicate dandelion, at least you could take a punch. Yes. Yeah, right? Oh, <laughs> let me tell you something about that scene. That was filming day one. That was day one? <laughs> day one, I got to kiss my very intense co-star. Um, he During that love scene, he gripped my arm so bad I went home with abrasions. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that they had to cover up in makeup for the next week. So his name was Dean. The character's name was Dean, and we called him Sexy V-Neck. And I don't know if you've heard the podcast, but Marshall yeah. seemed to really be into this guy. Hey, but hey, he... I just needed names because I had no <laughs> idea what character names were until, like, 90 minutes into the movie. <laughs> so but this guy apparently was pretty yeah, intense. Oh, yeah. 
because every one of my lines was Dean. What's wrong with this house, Dean? Dean. <laughs> he gets his name called out. Yeah, I, I got his. One, he was one of the earlier names I did get, but it still took a long time to get each character's name. Um, so that's just leading to like, um, did any other like cast members? Did they have any clue as what was going on? Was everybody kind of on the same? Like, same page or boat that you were in, just nobody knew? It was, like, a mixture of, like, you know, we're, we're a lot of us were green, and then a, a, a other certain amount of us were not green, but getting a, just getting a paycheck, you know? Like, pilot season's over, just go work on an indie film is usually how it goes, and... Uh, like the yeah. character Bruce, I think, was, uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. Which one? Bruce? Chico. Chico! Chico is one of my favorite uh, stories because Chico and Michael switched roles right before filming was made. And so Michael, the guy who's who has the, that great line, half a bitch in a bathtub. Uh, yeah. Ah, yes. <laughs> all of his lines, and Kennedy Kennedy's black, but he wrote that character to be the black character. And I think right before Chico was like, why is this guy like... He's saying, like, you know, I see half a bitch in the bathtub, and he, he has a gun, and, like, I don't want to play that character. I want to play <laughs> this guy. So they switched it, but they didn't change any of the lines. Yeah. So, like, just running around, like, I see half a bitch in the bathtub. <laughs> I, that was the one line I said I liked in the whole movie. In the show. I remember that line specifically. Um, and, uh, uh, so, yeah, yeah, uh, Chico was there, uh, and Tiny, and Abba Tumba Tamba. Mm-hmm. So. That's a great name, by the way. Well, okay, you just touched on one of my other questions was that we were going to ask, were Tiny and Abba actually, like, on set with you? Because both of their parts seemed like their um, scenes could have been shot like, in a day or a couple solo days. by yeah. themselves. Yeah, they were on set sporadically. Um, I think they're, they're both friends with the producers, so I think they, that's why they did it. Like uh, That was my next question, is how they got an Emmy winner, but Abba won an Emmy, and like Tiny, and even Keith David to do the narration on this movie. Love Keith David. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's just a case of people, you know, just talking to producers and going, yeah, whatever, I'll, I'll film this, it sounds fun, not realizing, like, what a clusterfuck it's going to turn out to be. Yeah, because, I mean, right off the bat, the first three minutes of the movie are some of the most bizarre cinema I've seen. Zeus laughing, and then there's, uh, you know, the black the magician scene. kind of doing, ooh, magic, and, and then hips are slapping each other and, and kissing, and uh -huh. what's going on? And you would be surprised, but a lot of these actors that are in the movie—they—they're all—they're doing so—they're doing so much right now. Like Michael, who I was saying, the half a bitch in the bathtub line—I don't know what his character's name is. I don't know any of the characters' names. And, and I believe if he was the one that had the gun, then he was Mark. I believe. Okay, that sounds right. Um, he's on Broadway right now. What? In <laughs> yeah. Good for him. In, in New York. The leads and fiddle on the roof yeah so it's like it, it, it's funny because these horror movies you go like oh these people are, are straight garbage but uh, it's just it takes a lot uh to make a trash can fire a lot of uh, ingredients 
put, so, them, put, them, you put them together, put them together perfectly. On yeah, this you one. made the creme to the creme of the <laughs> trash can fire. That's right. <laughs> so you can hang your hat on that. Um, so I, let's go back to the kind of beginning. Like, how did you initially get involved in this movie? Like, did you um, audition for it? Did you know somebody? Well, my, my friend my friend Paul uh, was production designer, and I came on actually as art director, and I think it was like two days before the shoot, and they go, oh, we don't have this one part cast. I was like, <laughs> oh, <"Read."> God. <laughs> uh, so they had me read for it, and I read for it, and then I got it, and I was, because I had read the script before, I was like, should I do it? Well, who am I to say, like, you know, I, at that point, I was just doing, like, little tiny web series things. Okay. Uh, you know, so I it's like the same thing. Yeah. I can't blame you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I did it, and uh, I. And now you're being interviewed I, by two guys in the Midwest. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> two guys from St. Louis. <laughs> St. Louis. You, you hit the big time, Sarah. <laughs> uh, and for a long time, I wish I hadn't. But it, it, ultimately, like there were really valuable lessons learned from that. Of like, hey, just do the shit you want to do. Don't do. Don't feel obligated to do something as you're not doing something else. Like, it's better to sit it out. <laughs> right. I can understand that. So this was a horror movie. Um, horror movies classically have, you know, effects and death scenes and things like that. But this one really seemed to be lacking. I mean, they had the severed legs in the bathtub, but there was no real active kill i mean no blood effects no big slices was that disappointing for you working in a horror film oh i would say the entire experience was disappointing (laughs) (laughs) and the result but um i think there was this idea and and there's there's a saying of like if it's not on the page it won't be on the screen uh, and there was nothing on the page, so they had this idea, like, <laughs> we'll fix it in post, we'll do this in post, and then they m- must not have had any budget or uh, any any know-how of how to do anything in post, so they <laughs> kind of slapped stuff together the best they could. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of the result of a lazy yeah. script. And so. How long was the whole process from start to finish? Two months. That's not too bad. Um, was it filmed there in L.A.? What, or? Yeah, it was filmed in L.A. Okay. I kind of thought so, but uh, I yeah. just remember the, the, the exterior of the, the house. was It was a nice house, the, the exterior shot they used. So I was just wondering where it was. Yeah, it was like in the outskirts of L.A., Okay. Um, you have more there? Yeah, uh, so are you a heavy sleeper? <laughs> um, I just, I just trust Dean so much. And <laughs> I love the fact that she knew where we were going with that. Oh, well, yeah, because uh, that trust is lost. God no, damn. No, I was like, you want me? Are you? I mean, yeah. At a certain point, I gave up asking, like, hey, does it make sense? And, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she, uh, she fell asleep, and her boyfriend just, like, loudly banged the shit out of someone right next door. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think Robin has a drinking problem. <laughs> well, here's to you, Robin, because yeah. uh, we're drinking right now, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Speak, uh, let's talk about some other characters. So, um, we commented on this in the movie and in, in the episode, but did Maria? Is it Ainz? The girl, the girl who played Alexis. Yes. Uh, was her accent a choice, or is that just her natural speaking voice? Oh, she is a telenovela star. Oh, okay. Hmm. And she was she was really nice. Uh, but yeah, she's telenovela, and so she brought the telenovela to the film. And those right. giant boobs. <laughs> she boobs yeah, those Jesus. Yeah, you get a face full of those, I believe, during the in the bathroom scene. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the bathroom scene, your character, uh, she likes to do what I call a little uh, stinker tinker time. Yeah. And peeing yeah. or poop. You know, so uh, do you do that? Um, do. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I like to read. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, that's the worst scene for me. That's the <laughs> stomach go like. Because they, they had me cry, and I, like, I got there in, in the performance, but they put in this fucking lip quiver that makes me, like, my, my stomach just... <laughs> they put this weird lip quiver in when I look at the, the uh, video. It's, it's really stupid. Uh, but... Magical video, yeah. by the way, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, movie, the video that was shot from like, the impossible angle when you yeah. actually see where the camera was and what the footage is. <laughs> um, so, was there, like, when you were filming this, I'm assuming this answer is probably yes and many a time, but was there ever a time when you're doing the shooting that you just had to, like, stop and catch yourself from just laughing at, like, how awful this is going to be or going? Like, oh, when you're I mean, behind. I had such a terrible time because the, the producers got really um, aggressive with uh, pressuring me to, like, go topless out of nowhere. Um, so there was a, a halfway through the movie, and honestly, if I, if, I had, if I had this happen to me now at 29 versus being, you know, like, what was I, 22, 23, um, I would have just quit and told me to go fuck themselves, but at that time, I was like, well, I'm not going to do it, but I should stick it through because I said I would, and then that, um, but yeah, there, there was a point where I just checked out so much that, uh, the guy that played Dean would be, like, yelling in my face, and, and I would just <laughs> laugh at him, <laughs> so... Well, yeah. good on you for sticking yeah. to your guns. I, I gotta ask, though, based on what we've seen in the movie, or, you know, and you saying that they wanted you to go copless, where would that have fit? Like, I understand if, I think it was Danielle, the, who played Suzanne the Blonde, if she was topless in the, oh, yeah. in the love scene, but I don't understand like, where in the movie it would make sense for Robin to have been topless. So where would they want to insert um, that? I love you for saying that because that was my argument. I said, um, I don't, I don't ever want to go topless in the film. I just don't. Um, but furthermore, like, I don't understand, uh, why my, this doesn't make sense why my character would do this. It doesn't make any sense. And the thing that, uh, one of the producers said, I'm not going to disparage anyone's name, but the thing that I was told, um, the direct response was, it doesn't need to make sense to you. It oh, makes what a dick move. <laughs> All right, I, I'm sorry. I will try. Like you, uh, I my background is in theater. 
uh, I keep started acting and then I transitioned into directing myself, like stage plays and all that stuff. But I don't know if I would ever tell a member in a cast that I was directing that it doesn't have to make sense. That seems like the worst thing to say. Well, they just wanted boobs because, again, there's that algorithm. There's that, that equation that they think they, they've, aha, I've got it. And boobs is a big part. And it's not just these guys. I've met so many producers out here that are like, I want to sell a, a drug film. And there's going to be a, there's gonna be tits in it. It's gonna be lots of, there's going to be a scene where there's just tits. And I need, I need titty girls. Put it on. <laughs> and there's just like in their brains, it doesn't matter what's in the script. It doesn't matter as long as they hit these certain things that they think will sell their film. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they can sell it for probably like cost of making it maybe. Sure. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, these guys were really aggressive when I said, when I said uh, no way and um, people stood up for me. Um, they wouldn't speak to me on set anymore. The the two producers they would wow. they refer to me as uh, tell that girl to get into makeup. Yeah. Oh, not cool. Not cool but, at all. Yeah, speaking of things that are not very cool, also it seems like the movie has been re released in 2015 under a new name of Death's Door, and on the poster you, the survivor of the film, are left off the poster. Does that piss you off? That's exactly what I said. I, I bet that's what you were going to say and I, before we talk, went on. I, I had no idea it was re-released. Oh. That was my next question. was like, why? I mean, did you know? And if so, like, why would you re-release this under... It, yeah, it's 2011 was oh, Trapdoor. I, I, I don't know why, but I, can, I have a good guess because, again, I've met these kind of fucking producers and it's an alphabetical thing because they think if they can get sell it to a red box or something uh or on demand they're probably trying to do on demand sure. then uh, d is higher than t so oh okay it's all it's just that stupid thinking it really is wow that is pretty yeah because yeah i just know it's like 2015 death's door exact same movie yeah just, just a different uh different graphics different art you know, looks like. Uh, is that on my? Is I haven't looked at my my I'm, that IMDb because I don't go by. No, the, I did look. The IMDb for Death Store is not completed. It's got it's lit the it has tiny, Abba, um, That's I, I think like two other people from the cast listed, but everybody else has been left off. That's right. But if you look at the trailer for. It's the exact same movie. You can see everybody in it. That's so funny. Um, oh, oh, there was one trivia fact I wanted to tell you guys. Yeah, Because um, you guys were uh, talking about the burn scar. On yes. Um, not her fault. Uh, Melanie, who did makeup, she won an Oscar for makeup for Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I I'm telling you, a lot of talent can uh, can be sprinkled in a shit stew. So I guess so because I don't yeah. know what if, what she used for that, but woo, it just didn't sell on camera. No, no, wow. no. That's well, good on her then, man. Yeah, who knows? Maybe it's like here's five dollars. Go to the grocery store, get some extra chunky Skippy. Yeah. Smear it on tiny, and you're good to go. Yeah. It, it just didn't. It didn't Budget work. Limited and. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna deal with whatever she could deal with. 
When was it? I just saw the the um the death door poster. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Yeah, no, they hated me because I uh, I called them on their shit and uh and 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 you know what? It's all well and done. It's behind me. But I was glad to do this interview because if my name is ever Googled alongside that movie, I'd rather something like this come up then. Sweet. There you go. Well, thank you. Uh, I guess, and I probably should have asked this earlier, but what was your thought process throughout the filming of this? I think we kind of got a feeling I mean, but yeah, for did it. it I mean, when did it change? Like, you probably went in maybe a little excited about it, but then, like, when was that deciding factor, like, oh, shit, what am I getting myself into? I feel like it was probably after, like, the second day of filming. Like, <laughs> oh, man, I, I need, you know, your idea when you first move out, everyone tells you, like, you need to reel, you need to reel, you need, like, so I'm like, okay, well, this have like, professional, this is, I think it was shot on the red, which they didn't <laughs> do that justice. Um, but, and so you're like, okay, I'll have this stuff for my reel, and then you go through and you're like, but what? What am I going to put in my reel? What am I proud of out of that? Uh and so it was pretty. It was pretty quick, but then I felt like I felt an obligation to to complete it. And uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty quick. There I went. No, this is not a good experience, and I want nothing to do with it. Did you at least get your SAG card for, out of this? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I was hoping you would. That would have been at least something positive would have right. come out of this way. Playing this death door thing. <laughs> oh, Here's your second chance. Oh man. Um, was there anything we missed or got wrong during our our review of it, our our po- original podcast episode? Uh, I don't think so. Um, oh, I wanted to tell you that the um the window open during the lovemaking scene, uh, we all tried to get that shut. <laughs> like, hey, why would they just walk out? <laughs> yeah, because that stood out to me so much when I saw that. I just see the the curtain is blowing, blatantly blowing, and I'm like, ah, the window's open. <laughs> the whole point of the movie is being trapped in the house. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I did the same thing with the scene, and I I think it was the attic, but there was like bright sunlight just filling the room. So, like obviously the window was open. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's again it's just like people not really caring at the top of like let's just do this. Let's just do this. They just wanted something to sell. They they're not like artists that are looking to weave an interesting story. So like let's just who cares? Yeah, that's fine. That looks nice. That looks good. That seemed to be the goal. (laughs) Everybody I worked with was really nice for the most part. There's a few intense characters. um, And it was just a case of, you know, there's some shitty producers out there. So who was the biggest biggest diva? Yeah, if you ask, there are some serious... Who was, like, the diva or the one who took it way too seriously? Oh, Dean. Come on, look at him. (laughs) Those piercing blue eyes, Marshall. That sexy deep V. That deep V, man. A deep V in the stubble gets you every time. <laughs> like he, le- he legitimately like left hardcore abrasions, like finger marks all over my arms Damn from it. a love scene. A love scene. He Come makes on. love rough. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I was say I'm, I'm having. A, I don't remember a love scene with you two. I remember him and Blondie. Well, I remember you. This is this is another question. <laughs> so, telling your man that you're preggers. Mm-hmm. Is this the new way to survive a horror film? So he kisses you passionately and then punches you in the face. Yeah, I remember being like, "Why did he punch her?" It doesn't make any sense. He's trying to save. It's trying to save you. Why yeah, is, that's the only thing I got. Is that was the argument? Yeah. Like, why does he just tell her to stay? <laughs> yeah. Why doesn't he stay? Um, oh, and that's that's the love scene I'm talking about. When when he's saying, "No, Robin, stay." He's holding. He's touching my arms. He gave me abrasions just from that. Oh, that scene. Okay. Yeah. Right before he punches you. I get. Yeah. Okay. That. And he uh, punched you out of love. Is there any other kind of punch? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> well, I guess we're with this another kind of uh, out there question. Have you, and I apologize if Aaron's already asked this, but have you ever gotten into a fight over cold cuts? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Of course, you got to get that last oh. piece of turkey. That last piece of turkey is fighting words. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah some spread, huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> that was insane. I put on a better spread for, like, friends coming over to watch the game. At least I, like, heat up some pizza rolls or something. But, I mean, we bought, like, turkey, cold cuts, and a veggie tray from the grocery store, and that's it. Where's the booze? Where's the beer? Where's anything that would resemble a party? Ain't no party like a lunchable party. (laughs) (laughs) Man, it was it was uh, it was pretty bad. Oh my god, that's funny. That's so funny. Um, (laughs) I know we're probably uh, kind of running long. I don't know how much time you have. So, but um, is there anything else you're working on right now that you wanted like? you know, promote, or anything else you've done, or anything you want to shout out, uh, uh, just to make sure I get that in there. Yeah, for... I, I, don't, I don't go by, I mean, it's my name, but I don't act under Sarah Wagon Board, so if you're looking like, oh, Trapdoor destroyed her career, I just was like, well, I don't want this to follow me around. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I go by uh, Sarah Oliver is my acting and writing name, and okay. uh, I write and perform uh, sketch comedy in Los Angeles now. Um, I do it at uh, Improv Olympic Theater and Second City. And um, so do a lot of live comedy. And in addition to that, my uh, my friend Paul, who was production designer, we're also writing partners. And we, we write um, and produce our own web series called The New Adventures of Pink Girl in the Scone. And it's just like a little dark, absurd comedy. <laughs> I actually have a question about that. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, this has nothing to do with Trapdoor now. But I was looking for a picture uh, of you to put, you know, the promo with this to add for the interview. And a picture of you in a pink superhero costume at Comic-Con popped up. And that, I just had to ask what that was about. Because that that's awesome. Web series, yeah. The... the- New Adventures of Pink Girl in the Scone. So that is my character, Pink Girl. She's like a cranky security guard, basically. <laughs> and uh, Paul plays an effeminate Englishman. Awesome. Um, 
it's it's too bad Paul couldn't join us this because I did have some questions for him, but maybe you can answer at least give me uh, an idea of what his role was in this movie as a production designer. Yeah, I mean, really, just do do what they tell him to do. Hang it where they say to hang it. Build some things. Collect some props. Um, he was he's always been a very uh, great support system for me so he was there and and he was really kind when when things got kind of ugly uh, but we both decided to like stick it out and we were young and needed the paycheck and uh otherwise he production designs for um do you guys know what loot crate is yes i yeah. do i have heard of loot crate i used um, to be a member oh cool yeah he uh, i stopped because it just uh, got a little too yeah like i felt a little too old i guess <laughs> Oh, no, you're never too old for toys and... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> toys and comics. Um, yeah, he production designs all those videos that they release in the crate. And then he uh, production designs a lot of music videos and Comedy Central specials and stuff. And, oh, but really? He's predominantly a writer. Okay. Uh, we write a lot together, and he writes a lot of great stuff on his own, a lot of sci-fi. And... That's cool. So it sounds like a good dude. So he... he bought the things, he hung the props, but he did not ask the girls to remove their tops. Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> so he was kind of at the whim of the producer to try and get you guys to take off your clothes? No, no, no. He definitely he definitely was on the, the, the female side. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, speaking of taking off clothes, and no. <laughs> Whoa! No, no. I just, <laughs> there's that scene where you guys open a door and you're supposed to find the dead woman tied up in the chair with hashtag Vajrad. Um, what was that? What were you looking at? Because that the image of her in that chair looked really fake on film. So I'm just curious, what were you guys actually, if anything, looking at? Oh, nothing. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought. Okay. Yeah, it looked really yeah. bad. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, I'm a nurse by trade. I don't know if you knew that on the show or not, but when I first see a person kind of sliced up or hurt or anything like that, my first instinct is be like, oh, are you okay? You know, just kind of go check on them. Even if you're scared, you still want to kind of look at it and be like, uh, are you okay? And everyone's just like, ugh, yep, she's dead. Close the door. Yeah, I mean, again, if if this is what you you guys like to do, watch horrible movies. Just know, like, the people in the movies are just doing what they're told, and the people telling them what to do have no idea what the fuck they're saying. Right, right. I, I'm well aware of that. Yeah. I I understand you guys can only do so much and work with what you have. Yeah, I, and I mean, I'm not saying that we all did a we all did you know terrible jobs. <laughs> We did the job we were given. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Aaron? You got? Um, I think that's kind of. I mean, I'm good. I, yeah, that's pretty much so, all I really got. I mean, we asked about cold cuts. We asked about how if you're heavy sleeper. Uh, yeah. That's so, and that's Sarah. If there's anything else you would like to impart or, or plug. say about plug. Uh, well, I don't need to keep any more of your time. You've been very kind to spend this much time with us and to talk about this horrible, horrible movie, which we thank you very, very much for yeah, doing this. Thank you very this. much again. 
Um, yeah, thank you. And uh, I, I truly apologize to you for having to uh, sit through that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, we would love to send you out one of our shirts as a thank you for this. Yeah. And uh, we can talk all that off air. But uh, I guess that for now, this will we'll wrap this up. So, everybody else, uh, hope you enjoyed this little bonus episode of the Horrible Horror Podcast. And what was the name of you, your character and your show again? On uh, the web series? Yeah. Uh, Pink Girl and the Scone. I'm sorry, what was it? Uh, Pink Girl and the Scone. Pink Girl and the Scone. So, check that check out. out. Check that out. Um, you can, yeah. Uh, Sarah, I, I don't know if you do plays. Check her out Second City if you're still doing the improv. Uh, look for her out for you, all of you guys out in L.A. Uh, once again, thank you so much for taking your time to talk to us about this. That's awesome of you. You had a great sense of humor about it. Uh, Aaron, anything else you want to say before we sign off? Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. All thank right. you. Um, yes, we will... Uh, Listeners, Moon Goons, we'll see you back uh, with a regular episode in a few days. Uh, that's it for us. Take right. care. Take care.